Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Intentionally Inspirational Marketing Talk podcast with Brandy Montambo and Jason Wright. What's happening, everybody? Jason and Brandy back for another episode of the podcast. And I'll be honest, I have no clue what episode we're up to. Because the last episode, episode, you weren't on it. It was me and a guest, which I haven't even published yet. That's shame on me. So this might be 166, 7, or 8, one of those three. So that's my best guess, give or take three on either side. It's good. We're racking them up. It's one more than it was last time we talked. Actually, it's yeah, two, two more. So last Absolutely. time plus one plus this one. We're going to let this go now. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. I'm going to throw this out there for now in the future. If anybody listening knows of an entrepreneur they might consider intentional, I might like to talk to them to see if they want to be featured in my magazine, also called Intentional. It's a quarterly digital magazine. We just want to put other entrepreneurs out there and kind of highlight what they're doing. And we have an episode or an edition we're supposed to be working on now, and I'm kind of falling behind on that, but uh, could really use some help with some entrepreneurs. Even Brady, I think you have some recommendations. So anybody... If anybody listening and knows anybody, just go to the website, intentionallyinspirational.com, find a way to contact me and let me know. That'd be awesome. There's some things that are under, under repair. There's some projects going on. So it is what it is. You are like one of the busiest people I know. Like how many irons can you have in the fire at one time? It's crazy. Here's what's funny. So what is it? April of 2019 now, a year ago, I was like, man, if only I was this busy, my life would be great. But once you get that busy, it's like, wow, I have these new things to deal with. I never thought about before. So it's, uh, it's got its challenges, but there's definitely the rewards too. So what do you want to talk about today? Well, a little birdie told me that you had something that you wanted to share. So let's go for it. What is, what is and to our listeners, I really don't have a clue. And you know, I have mentioned before when he does this to me, it makes me extremely nervous because I just don't know what he's going to say. So we're all waiting with bated breath. Jason Wright. This might be too far. Say? Like you may walk away from the camera and the mic right now. <laughs> I'm in that mood today to just push boundaries and see what happens. You ready? Before I tell you that, I have something wait, else to tell you. Wait. <laughs> what are you getting? I've got my Cyberman and my Dalek. Oh, so I thought you picked you, up a pack of cigarettes. I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> if if I don't like what you say, I'm going to attack you with my Cyberman and my Dalek. And so they're right here. Can't so see watch out. Only listening, you need to see the video there. <laughs> so anyway, before I tell you what I was going to tell you, I'm super scattered today too. I am down almost 24 pounds now. Oh, that's awesome. Feeling fantastic. And my, my wife's right there with me and we go places now. People are like, oh my God, what are you guys doing? You guys look like you've lost weight. Are you guys sick? Yeah, we're both sick at the same time. Yep, you got us. <laughs> I have used the sick diet. It really does work though. It does. I mean, it's you fair. want to shed that quick five or 10. Yes, yeah, so we're like eight weeks in chugging along, but um, life's good. And man. you're still enjoying it? Like you still Absolutely. are satisfied with what you're eating? Yeah, because I get to eat tons of uh, greasy meat and cheese and sour cream and stuff that I really enjoy. And we can have sweet stuff. You know, it doesn't have sugar, but it tastes exactly like sugar. I mean, the technology, or maybe it's not technology, 
with sweeteners is uh, unbelievable, but we've got anything you want to make, we can make. We made ice cream about three weeks ago, like just enough for a big bowl and there's still mm-hmm. leftovers. Like my sweet tooth has just really gone away. It doesn't taste as good. Isn't anymore. that funny how that works? Really weird. So my, my son and I are allergic to yeast. Okay. So we, that, I mean, that pretty much leaves out pizza, right? Well, with a teenage son, you can't leave out pizza. So there's yeast in the crust, obviously, and yeast in cheese. So what we do is we get a thin crust pizza with no cheese and whatever, usually a lot of meat on the top. So I, I actually like Domino's. Domino's used to be terrible, but Domino's, Domino's is pretty good. Domino's good stuff, yeah. Yeah. So I ordered this pizza the other day, and then when I picked it up, I was like, ah, oh, I forgot to order no cheese. So I got this pizza and it had cheese on it. And I thought, you know what? It'll be fine, whatever. I didn't like it. Like, I, it's been so long since I had pizza with cheese on it. It tasted terrible to me. So I totally get what you're saying. Like, after you go without it for so long, your body just doesn't even want that anymore. It just doesn't appeal to you. Yeah, the way that I'm losing weight is like at some point I'm going to have to change my diet because otherwise I'll just die. But it's like there's certain things that I won't go back to. Like, one of them's bread. Like, when I ate bread or mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's just – uh. I was just so bloated and uncomfortable all the time. I didn't realize it wasn't normal, but like, I'm not going back to that. So anyway, I guess we better give uh, the listeners what they're here to listen to. So here's a topic I wanted to talk about today. It's something we're talking about a little bit before the show. This is definitely not a G rated episode. This is like mature 30 and older. Just kidding. Uh, I wanted to talk about the art of the scale. So whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working in the company that's trying to grow, kind of that challenge and that balance, how do you scale a company effectively to not only meet the growth that you have, but get ready for future growth without spending too much and getting in trouble? It's kind of interesting because I think that's why a lot of people don't get bigger than one person. What do you think about that? Um, I agree with you. It's a tough one. Um, you staff to do the work so it's operationally excellent as we've talked about before because if you're not doing a good job nobody wants to be your customer um but you have to have money coming in to pay your staff so it it is kind of a pickle so i want to share this story i talked to this guy um i want to say the beginning of this year the end of last year is cold so somewhere front or back of winter and we were talking about building a funnel or something. And then he said, hey, I have an agency as well. I'm like, oh, great. A lot of people have agencies these days because you can do them online. There's a million different types out there. And we got to talking and we just kind of connected on a personal level. But this guy had, um, had built up a great business and said he had done about 330000 in revenue. And I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. And I said, I assume you have a team helping you out. He said, it was me and one other guy. And I was like, do you work a lot of hours? And he was like, oh, God, like 90 hours a week. And I was like, oh. I said, realistically, how, how long do you think you can keep that up, that pace? And he was just like, I don't know. Like, what choice do I have? And I was like, unbelievable. People just don't, they, they can't wrap their mind around out of relinquishing control. And, you know, the thing that I'm finding on this journey is like, I'm not really good at very much stuff. Like, I can tell you right now, managing our workflow and being hyper organized with stuff 
it's not me. It's not my strength. I don't like to do it. I don't have time to do it. So the moment I can give that to somebody who's good at that, that is the yin to my yang, it's going to be, it's going to be improved. Like it took me a long time. It took me about a year to realize like, I'm not good at most of these things I'm doing and I'm making no money from where I'm spending my time. But it's just interesting because it doesn't matter what industry you're in or what you're doing. You, I just, I can't make sense out of working or doing something and just hitting a level and saying, I want to stay here until I die. Like, isn't the point to like grow? You know what I mean? You know, I think that way and you think that way. And I know a lot of people that think that way, but not everybody thinks that way. I mean, just to follow up with that. I can't get my mind in that place even to pretend. It's like, okay, if we're either growing or dying, we're always in a state of perpetual motion. So I think some people just don't think that way in general. And, and it's funny that you brought this topic up because I, I have a friend and she has recently taken over as um, uh, operations manager for, for an office. Congratulations, and- friend. <laughs> Not me. Oh. <laughs> I don't, Maybe she's I don't, listening. I hope that uh, next week that I get to take over something, but not today. <laughs> she's um, like, I don't care if it's a small country. I'm taking something over. Taking something over next week. <laughs> um, but so her, so her staff, it's, it's a law office, and there are certain activities that you have to do to bring the money in like revenue only comes from basically one place you close these cases and you get money that's all there is to it but some people just don't think that way they just don't think about okay so i need to bring in money so that i can get paid they just think more like a corporate employee would where i just show up and i get my paycheck and i go home so for example, my dad was an engineer for the railroad. He had, I mean, other than making sure his train got to where it was supposed to be and he didn't, you know, run into anything and, or derail, mm-hmm. he really had no impact on the bottom line at all. So, you know, he went to do his job. He did a good job with what he did and he came home. And, but that's the mindset that some people have in a small business and you just simply can't. So whether you're looking to scale and you want to hire somebody or you're looking at your own team, you have to look and make them understand that every action that they do impacts the bottom line. And if they don't do it, and if you don't do it right, somebody's going to lose their job and it's not usually the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in your if a 15, 20 to 15 employee business or yeah. under, yeah. the boss isn't losing his job. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you understand where the money's coming from and everything that you can do, whether you talk to the clients or not, your job has an impact on the client. How can you make that client want to come back and spend more money? Spend more money? Yeah, that's, that's so true. That relationship piece, not only getting somebody's trust, but maintaining it and even getting them to extend your grace sometimes and maybe they shouldn't. That's that's where it's at. That's where the beauty happens and the magic happens. Um, a few weeks ago, um, Tiffany on my team, who's been with me the longest. Yay, Tiffany! Um, she was off. She had a baby. Congratulations. Yay, Tiffany! And, got a baby! 
and she did a quite a bit in advance to make sure that the impact wasn't felt automating a bunch of stuff when she was gone. There were some things that I told her, Hey, I got this. And as the week unfolded, I thought I'm not doing that because no, <laughs> that thing doesn't make me money and I can't ignore this stuff that does. So where I used to literally almost, you know, get sick to my stomach with stress. How do I do it all? It's easy. Now what pays me the most? That's what's getting my attention first because my, my mindset shifted, but Anyway, without going on that tangent, I think the toughest part, the toughest spot for me has been, and I think people are going are gonna to relate to this, is when do, I, when do I try to bring that person on? Because you can start to make some okay money and pay your bills and you're like, okay, I'm doing this thing, pay your taxes and all that. And then it's like, oh man, I don't want to take away the profit I just got to give to somebody else. So many people I know that have businesses and if they watch this, they know who they are, have been in that same boat for four years. And maybe you make a little bit more than you did four years ago, but you're not really doing anything differently. So why do you keep talking about this different outcome that's not going to happen? You know, it's like there has to be almost um, a blind leap of faith. And it's not a one-time adventure. The blind leap of faith happens all the time in entrepreneurship. But the more you do something, the more you, the more calculated you become. You know what I mean? So give me, in your humble opinion, give me three things that an entrepreneur should look for to know when it's time to make that jump. Oh, that's great, man. This is good. We're getting good. We're getting good here. We're just going off the cuff and just feeding off each other. Blah, blah, blah. Good stuff. Well, when you don't tell me what we're talking about <laughs> beforehand, off the cuff is all I've got. <laughs> yeah. And I think this episode, I hope a lot of people can hear it because this episode is, is so is such a pain point for people. So you said give you three indicators that it's time to scale. Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Indicator one is if, if you're primarily doing the service, and in my mind, everything goes to, to digital or online. Um, doesn't have to be. But when you find that your time is absolutely tapped out and it starts to impact your um, quality of life, it's time to look at that number two. Okay. I don't care how cool you think you are or how tough you think you are. If you're working 60 or 70 hours every week, holidays, weekends, all night long, sneaking out of birthday parties, your kids to it's time. Like that's, that's a sign. Um, and, and it's never gonna be completely comfortable because like I said, when you start making more money than you need in your mind, it's like, Whoa, Whoa, I just got this. I'm not ready to give it up. You're not giving it up. You're investing a little bit to get a whole lot more out of it. So it takes a little bit of a leap of faith. And, um, so that's sign one when you're, when you're tapped out, um, you got to look outside. Otherwise that's going to be your reality you're going to just be tapped out until you die. Number two, I would say is when you can have an honest conversation with yourself and say, Hey, I'm, I'm not the most organized person in the world, or Hey, I suck at creating content or Hey, I, I don't follow up with customers, whatever the case may be. When you recognize you're not a plus in all parts of your business and it's your fault, that's fine. There's no person out there that's good at everything. There's people that think they're good at everything. And guess what? They're usually terrible at most. Seriously. Except for Brandy and her little figurines in the background. <laughs> so are those porcelain, by the way, or no? They're Lego, man. Lego. Oh. Is that one on the right? African elephant tusk? It's a Dalek and a Cyberman. See, for the people who can't know what those are. For the people who can't see, I just put Brandy in an awkward situation. She's like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm in the ivory trade and they can't see it. It's a Lego. It's a Dalek <laughs> and a Cyberman. What's Here, I'll be out. My daughter. Toys everywhere. 
My daughter made me this little TARDIS to go with my Dalek and my Cyberman. You're using a lot of words that I do not recognize. I don't know what a TARDIS. It looks like a building. You don't know what a TARDIS is? I hope we get a I've lot never of people heard, to I've you. never heard that word, and I don't know the other words you were saying. It's Doctor Who. It's the TV show Doctor Who. Never heard of it. Sorry. Oh, bless you. Yeah, Brandy's in rare form still. Three weeks now. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so that's two two things. And then the third time, it's third sign. It's time to scale. Is if you, it only takes one. If you have a potential opportunity out there, that the thought of it scares you because you're like, oh my god, how am I going to deliver? For God's sake, be proactive. Biggest mistake I saw in HR in the corporate world. All companies want to be reactive to hiring. Be proactive because how do you know something's going to work out? I'm working with a brand new team member now. She's been with me a week. First week's great. It's one week. You know, what's it going to be like in 30 days or 90 days or six months? Because all those milestones, people change. They relax. You figure out, do we work together or not? So why would you wait until after the need is already here? Okay. So let me, let me push on that one for just a minute. So recap those for me. Number one was... When your personal quality of life suffers because you're working too much. Number two. When you realize that you are not great at everything and you need to get strong people around you who are strong where you are weak. And number, and number three, three was preparing for an opportunity not yet landed. Okay. So those were very good, by the way. You did, you did no, very well for not planning just, that. I'm um, just speaking from my experience, my friend. So let me ask about that because your, your business is contract based, right? So yeah. you, you, you get a contract and, um, but you don't know where the next one's coming from, right? Like your contracts are probably what some length of time, maybe a year or whatever. Yeah, anywhere from, it depends, but there's various lengths of time to yeah. Okay. So you bring this person on and then because you had one contract and it went really well, but then how, what do you do with the person if the contract well dries up? Yeah, so my business is unique because I should have been more clear. A piece of our income is contract-based. So the agency, what I call it, where we do our monthly recurring work, that's a piece. That's one of six income streams. So we've got some affiliate income streams. Me, I'm a beast with projects. I get a ton of projects a month. I've supported the business with just projects in a month. So it's not built just on one contract. It's built on trying to grow all revenue streams. And as they grow, bring people on. So it's, it's a little bit more steady than that. There's been tough times, but it's a, it's a little unique in that regard. So I guess one thing I hear in there is maybe a, a three B or a four, um, analyze your revenue stream. Like, yep. Because you don't want to bring someone on and they could be your rock star and then the you don't have the next contract for them. So hopefully they were just contract based and, you know, they've got other opportunities or whatever. Yep. But, you know, you, you don't want to risk losing that rock star that you just brought on and trained and put all your energy and time and effort into to making them a member of your team and then you have to let them go. So. I think that one's pretty good too is, you know, analyze your revenue stream, make sure that you can, even if you're the dude working 70 hours a week, you got to be able to pay yourself and your people. So it, it is that tough, tough boundary, but I think those are, those were all really good. I think that's 
pretty clear. And one thing I'll touch on very, very lightly, because it's a whole nother series of shows, but if you only have one revenue stream, you're missing opportunities. Every single entrepreneur should have four or five revenue streams. I mean, there's three more right now that I'm staring at that, that should be active, but they're not. You know, if advice. you have skills, there's a ton of ways to modern or to monetize it in today's world. And it's crazy if you don't, for the reasons you just said. You know, how many of us know somebody, everybody listening is going to know somebody who lost their job because a government contract that, that employed 20 full-time people went away. Stuff happens. It happens every day, you know. And I won't go any further down this hole, but if you have one contract that fuels your entire business, you got a problem. Mm -hmm. I know a bunch of people like that. You got a problem. You better go find 15 more. So if it goes away, you're at least, you know, that one's replaced. So yeah. uh, having too big of a contract is no different than being an employee. Honestly, you have no control. So that's, that's a good analogy. Yeah. So I hope this stuff's helpful. Hope somebody listening resonates with this and um, it challenges them a little bit because man, there's about nothing scarier for people than relinquishing control and, and kind of taking that step that we're talking about here. And you either take the step and scale or you stay where you are forever, you know, or you burn out and go back to corporate if, if that's what you want to do, but um, can't avoid it. So if you're listening, send us an email, tell us that you're ready to scale and we will talk about you and how awesome you're doing on the air. Like you'll be famous because we'll share. If you want to share that you're ready to scale and you're ready to rock it out, we want to talk about you. Send us an email. Well, hell, if somebody does that, let bring them on. Bring them on and put yeah. a third. That'd be I awesome. Be better. I'm very awesome. excited about that. Yeah, you can email us at inspire at grayfoxbusiness.com. That's G-R-E-Y foxbusiness.com. And that would be awesome. Cool. Well done. You got anything else to talk about or add? I think that's enough for one day. We did a good job. I think so. I think so. <laughs> All right, everybody. Jason Wright, uh, thanking you for your time and attention. And as always, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash podcast, and you can do so there. And Brandy is uh, holding up these Legos or porcelain slash ivory figurines. Cyberman. Dalek. Exterminate. You don't know what that means. I have no idea what these words are. They will know who Doctor Who is, and they will say, exterminate. <laughs> See y'all later. I'm out. See ya. <laughs>